Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Tom's dad was an atheist and an alcoholic, and Tom shares what happened when his dad was diagnosed with cancer. You know, what's amazing about my dad, uh, the Chris. Yeah, he was. Uh, see, he was about. Oh, he was a, a land developer. He was by about two or three hundred acres, and he had bulldozers. He had earth moving equipment, and so what he would do, he would buy a bunch of land, subdivide a quarter acre, half acre lots, and then he would put the sewer lines in. And then he had. Uh, he had about 30 guys working for him full-time, so he was uh, a lot of high pressure, so he had to come up with a lot of money, you know, the salaries for 30 guys. And he was an alcoholic, but he wasn't the kind that just stumbled all over, just plastered, laying out on the side of the street. But he was, he always had like 1% or 2% of alcohol in the system all the time. And so he would have booze like in the living room, the kitchen. He would have it in the secretary's office, accountant office, and all different places. And... uh so he was. Uh, so what he would do, he would just, yeah, he would just buy a bunch of land and develop it, and then he would buy like, he would put a whole row of houses, and so he live on that for, um, you know, a couple years, and then he'd be able to get kind of run low, and then he would build another row of houses, and so, but then he started throwing up blood all over the place in the kitchen and living room. He started all, one. Oh, he started throwing up blood all over the place. Oh, really? So then he, yeah, the, there was big piles of blood in the kitchen and living room. And I said, Dad, you better go to the hospital. You, you look really sick. So I went to the hospital, found out he was full of cancer, his intestines, his kidneys, his liver. And the doctor said, you got about six months to live. You might as well organize your funeral items and you know, pick out your casket and everything. So they said to him, just arrange your funeral now because you got yeah, six said, months. Yeah, just arrange it so it'll be easier for your family if you get it all organized ahead of time. So he picked out his casket, his eulogy and everything. And then he took off about two or three months, and he went to uh, Padre Island. And it's in uh, the very bottom part of uh, of Texas. So he stayed there for about three months. Did he buy the island? Yeah, well, he bought part of the island. And so he so he stayed at this little villa that he bought, and he stayed there for about two or three months. And then he, he looked over, and he saw uh, this little church. <clears throat> and he said, oh, I'll just go in and see what happens. Uh, he said he was actually raised as an atheist. He was an atheist. So then he went in there, and he said, can you pray for me? Actually, I'm an atheist, but... I'm going to in six months anyway. See what happens. You know, just, can you pray for me? So mm-hmm. And he said, he walked in there, and he was in a Sunday, and he said, uh, do you mind if you guys pray for me? I don't have much longer to live. And so the people began to pray for him, and he felt his body getting stronger. So he went back to the hospital in Dallas and did a CAT scan MRI. All the cancer was gone out of his body. And then he went back to Columbus, you know, from Columbus. And so he uh, told everybody, he said, actually, I'm not going to die. He said, I'm going to live. I, I went to this church that people pray for me and so now i'm healed so so what he did he sold his business and he started building orphanages he started building what he started building orphanages hospitals orphanages and hospitals yeah so so 40 years ago he should have died but he was miraculously healed and so then because that happened my wife and i we traveled we lived in 14 nations all around the world all through the middle east all through africa we had chicken farms veggie gardens we built orphanages and so, but we've seen how the power of God, you know, just totally transformed his life. So, and is he still alive today? It is like he's eighty-six years old. And he's still alive today, actually. Ah, that's incredible! And he walked into that little church and said, "Look, I'm an atheist, but uh, pray for me. I've got. I'm going to die." Mm, that's exactly what happened. And he just he was actually healed. So I saw that, and so I became a Christian. And so it was amazing because you know you did a lot of drinking and everything, and a lot of partying. You did. Yeah, so all my party friends, they would come over and they'd say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to have a party over here. And uh, I said, well, 
my dad was actually healed with liver cancer and bowel cancer and everything. So now, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus. And they would always, they would laugh and they'd say, there's no way that you can have a relationship with Jesus. You, you know, you're, you're the worst party animal we know. And I'd say, well, I, you know, I used to be a party animal. I'm a different party animal. And so I would just tell them how the, you know, how the Lord just changed my life. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, it's amazing how it's like a, a journey. See, God is our Father. Yeah, before I always thought if there was a God, that he's a million miles away. He didn't care for us. I didn't even care for him. That's what you used to think, huh? Yeah, I used to think that if he even existed. But then it's like God is our Father. He, he generally cares about us as individuals, and so he's got a plan for us. So a lot of times what I share with people, I would say, what do you think God's plan is for your life? And people begin to wonder. They, they hear about, yeah, God is, you know, he'll send people to hell. He's burned people in a lake of fire and these kind of things. I say, well, what is God's plan for your life? So a lot of people who are agnostic, atheist, or, or even humanist or secularist, they think about that. And we had a lot of people just, they, wanted, they became Christians because they thought about what I said there. Yeah, wow. And so I would share with them, you know, like, God does have a plan for your life. You know, so you call up, you call up the guys with the, uh, you know, you want to get a fortune, t- fortune tell. You want them to tell your fortune or how, how to bet on the stock market, whatever. So you call up and you say, okay, what's my fortune? They would say, well, give me your bank details, and I'll tell you your fortune. If they if they knew my bank details, then they would know my, you know, my my future, my life. But they don't. Was God? He knows every aspect of our lives. So he's. Scripture talks about it. it says every hair of our head is numbered. He knows everything about us. So, because of that reason, the best thing we can do is have a relationship with Him. That's Tom and his dad's story. If you struggle with alcohol, don't keep enduring the pain that you're causing yourself. See the local Salvos Church for help. There is help out there, and there is a future for you. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au/radio.